Hi guys, welcome to another episode of Create My Headspace. My name is Brandy. I'm the host of this podcast. If you haven't already heard the podcast before, we talk about all things self-reflection, relationships, perspective, conversation. I just like to get us thinking about who we are, how we see ourselves in the world, and what we can do to kind of redirect that thought pattern if it is limiting us in some way or another. Um, In this episode today, I was going to talk about something that I personally have been through and I feel like so many people go through um, just because it it is paired with the human need to be witnessed by others and belong. And that is returning to unloving connections in the face of loneliness, um, which I feel like we've all done at one point or another, whether it be like when we're a child and we want to play on the in the, at the park with a kid who doesn't really seem friendly, but we just don't want to be alone. So we go seek them out anyway. Or whether it be like at school, you don't really want to be ostracized. So you talk to a group of people that you don't actually really have an interest in. Um, this kind of thing happens all around us all the time in subtle ways or not. But this episode specifically gearing towards when we chase after people who really offer us so little because we're surrounded by nobody that um, we feel that witnesses us and values us. Um, I made a post about this on my Instagram, which is inspiring this podcast episode because I feel like it's something that you can really talk about for quite a while. Um, and the post basically says to sit with yourself before returning to unloving connections out of loneliness. And what I mean by that is really anchoring towards yourself, sitting with yourself, taking a moment before you send a text message to somebody um, who has showed you little respect or before you go and seek someone out who it's pretty prominent that they don't have any intention to evolve or grow alongside of you. And um, this can happen in any kind of connection or relationship. It doesn't just have to be like a significant other. It can also be in a friendship or in a family relationship. And uh, the sad aspect, like I said, is just doing it out of loneliness. We're not jumping into these connections with intention to as I said earlier, grow or evolve. We're jumping into them to fill some kind of a space that we have inside of us and to fill that empty space between us and um, feeling fulfilled because we are not able to reach it at some point, whether for whatever reason, it can be for various reasons. Um, But it all makes a lot of sense. And I feel like um, because we're just so consumed by this thought of like, okay, well, I'm alone. I don't have anybody around me that really cherishes who I am. And I don't have anybody who can witness me for who I am. That really weighs heavy and it hurts because um, any human being flourishes from connection with other people. Anytime that you encounter a person, for instance, if you're walking down the street and then a person witnesses you doing something and they point it out and it's a genuine compliment. It's a genuine something that they address towards you that you find value within yourself. For instance, something for me 
is if someone were to tell me a compliment about something I some art that I did or something because I love to do art, then that would actually really make me happy um, because that's a genuine compliment that gives me a feeling of significance. When when a compliment is given to us that is connected to something that makes us that uh, that is associated with our sense of self, my sense of self. I am an artist. I love to do art. It makes me happy. It makes me, it's always been there for me, uh, despite all the, not to like sound cheesy or anything, but it's been there for me when no one's been there for me. Um, it's been there for me as a way to express like feelings that I have inside, um, which when you, when somebody witnesses your talent or your ability or some kind of aspect about yourself that they admire, if they point out your confidence or if they, if they sit and stop to ask you about something that you value, you're going to light up. You're going to feel it in your heart. You're going to feel excited. You're going to feel like, wow, this person really is taking the time out of their day to ask me or to witness me or to, to acknowledge me, um, for something that means something to me, which, I mean, I could get into this all day, but like, which is why sometimes just superficial comments like on appearance and things just feel so temporarily fulfilling and satisfying. But then I don't know if you can notice the contrast of like when someone compliments you for something that feels really wholesome and rich versus when someone compliments you for something that's kind of like vague, like your appearance or whatever, your car looks nice, whatever. Um, (laughs) not, Not saying that that's always vague, but it's just, it feels a lot more enriching when it's to the soul, at least in my personal opinion. Um, because it's a human connection moment. It's like, we're not facing, we're not, um, focusing the attention on the external, but we're focusing the attention inward on one another and looking at one another through each other's spirit. Like there's not a barrier between us in the moment that, we are witnessing one another for something that, like I said, is associated with our sense of self. So if you ask any human generally about any aspect of themselves that make them happy, they shine. If you ask them about what they love to do, they glow. You ask a human about what's making them upset, they feel witnessed, they feel elevated because they know that now they have a platform to talk about what's going on, how they've been feeling, um, and especially when you know, like they don't really get that opportunity often. Some people don't like to talk about what they're going through because um, some people just aren't really the kind of people to have open dialogue about their problems and they like to face it themselves. But generally speaking, the intention of what I'm trying to say here is that we love to feel witness. It's important. It's crucial. And all humans desire this connection. But to get to the point of this podcast episode, In the face of solitude and lack of a loving and nourishing connection, humans may tend to devote energy to unloving connections. So uh, I did make a podcast a couple weeks ago um, about someone that I know personally who would flee to an unloving connection um, just because of their loneliness 
And um, that was that episode was about enabling versus supportive friends, but it did basically have the same morale or <laughs> the same moral, uh, same general concept. You can just you can feel this emptiness taking over you. You can feel like, oh, well, wow, I have to sit with myself, be alone, not have anybody to talk to, not have anybody to share anything with. So what are my options? Okay, let me get the most accessible option. And I really sat down. Usually before I make these episodes, I actually sit down and take a breath and really think about what to say because I want to be intentional. I want to um, share thoughts that feel like whole to me and feel real to me in the hopes that maybe somebody else can feel it too. When I sat with that question and I thought about it further, I realized that in previously unloving connections, so connections that we've had in the past and then we return to knowing that they're unloving, knowing that they're not satisfying our fulfillment or progressing us in many ways, if not any way. Um, The reason that we go back to them so easily is because they're attainable. We know that it's probable that someone will talk with us, especially if there's an established dynamic of like, okay, we'll return to each other occasionally and talk and catch up, even though it seems maybe superficial or there isn't much depth in the reconnection. Um, we know that we'll be accepted there. We know that we'll be, we won't be denied. And I think that it's scary to go out into the world sometimes, especially when you're already feeling alone and you're already feeling lonely. You wouldn't want to pile on top of that feeling um, ostracized and feeling rejected. So the easier and the safer route is to go to something familiar. Um, and also, you know, with that familiarity, there's no challenge to have to go and seek out someone new because that person has already accepted you as you are, despite all of the unfavorable moments that you guys have possibly shared together, especially if you're labeling it as a previously unloving connection. Um, not only that, but the individual going to the unloving connection does not need to devote energy to learn more about new people. Um, which it can be kind of taxing to do that. If you're already kind of exhausted um, and you're, like I said earlier, your main intention is to receive that affirmation or to receive the, to fill that void of loneliness, even though the the presence of that person maybe isn't very rich um, for you. When you're going in with that intention, you're not you're not going in with reciprocity in mind. It's already draining because you're going in there just seeking. And I don't want to make it seem like the individual is selfish or that it doesn't mean that you're selfish. It doesn't mean that you're um, self-centered or anything along those lines. But in desperate times of loneliness, sometimes we do uh, extend solely to receive in return, but not thinking too much about what we can offer, which is something that's very important if you want to have conscious connections is instead of just me going into a situation, instead of instead of you going into just a situation to receive something, what also will you give out? Um, 
I kind of like to think of it like exercise. A lot of people think, well, if I work out today, then I'm going to be really tired and exhausted. But oftentimes after a good workout or after a, um, some the kind of physical activity, we feel energized, we feel light, we feel, we feel just, we have this energy in us, um, based off of the activity. And that energy is a product of intention. The intention was I'm going to go to the gym or I'm going to go, uh, do this or even something as simple as I'm going to go take time outside in the world right now take time outside to take in the fresh air, um, to, to take in the moment from that intention, you receive something in return. You're sitting with yourself intentionally. And similarly, like if we're going into these things, um, I guess uh, not to confuse it, but the intention is to fill a temporary void. Um, loneliness is temporary. It's definitely a fleeting thing. So for some people, it lasts longer than others. And I've definitely experienced it just like anybody else. Um, but the basic concept here is that when you do things intentionally, you receive a greater outcome. You feel lighter. We, when people chase uh, previously unloving connections, usually it's very subconscious because they're trying to run away from a feeling of disconnection and loneliness. They're trying to run from that and they're not really weighing out the options. Like for instance, going and getting in an exercise or going and going out into the world, those are guaranteed, generally speaking, I mean, most often, 99% of the time, those are guaranteed positive experiences because we get charged from the natural resources of our planet. We get charged from fresh air, from the trees, from plants. We get charged from seeing other people outside of us and seeing other people interact in the natural world without even having to interact with them ourselves. If you're like in a public setting and you see various people, it's kind of, sometimes it can be draining if you get overstimulated. But again, all the information on here is, is general concepts. You get excited to theorize like, oh, these people are sharing an experience. That's beautiful. Um, versus if you're going into something a little bit less consciously like, okay, I'm going to go to this person who I know has treated me horribly or who I know we have a poor relationship in the past or who I know we, we both parties or just me or just them, um, devoted little energy into truly having a genuine connection. That means that, um, the outcome will not be as enriching and we can expect that the outcome will be enriching, and often we know that the outcome will not be enriching, but just like people know that things aren't good for them, they stay doing them for various reasons, which is uh, why it's kind of nice to draw that awareness into like asking, well, what does it, what does it do for me to return to this connection? What is it doing for the other person to return to this connection? And is it worth sacrificing my inner knowing? What I mean by inner knowing is when you connect with somebody who has drained you in the past or who has made you feel less than, um, or you have made them feel less than even, if we want to be 
truly transparent and open-minded. If you have returned to somebody in that kind of aspect, um, it's easy to remember the feeling associated with that. So your inner knowing now potentially is, I don't want to lead that life anymore. I want something more fulfilling. But because, like I said earlier, it's not, it doesn't seem accessible. It doesn't seem attainable, not probable to go and meet somebody and a little bit exhausting when you're already exhausted from feeling alone um, and maybe not in the best headspace because of your solitude to go in and learn more about other people. Um, you disregard your inner knowing regardless of those factors because it does not feel good long-term wise to go to some unloving connection, whether it be a new unloving connection or spe- more specifically a previously unloving connection. Um, and uh, that inner knowing is is telling you it's a feeling in your gut. It's a feeling in your heart. It's a anxiety. Sometimes it's a feeling of sadness of exhaustion. Your inner knowing knows that this person is not meant to be around and that you're taking steps away from who you should be around and limiting yourself from being around better people. And though it is exhausting and though it is tiring and it may feel taxing to go and find new people or to, it just seems so much easier to go to this person again, regardless of the circumstance. Oftentimes it benefits us more to branch outward, even if it takes us a little bit longer. Um, I spent a long period of time not speaking to many people at all, and my circle is still very small, as I feel that it will remain for quite some time, which is the way that I like it. Um, but it just feels like it, that, that period lasts forever. But then you start to feel comfortable in your solitude. And instead of viewing it as loneliness, recognizing it as, okay, I am, yes, I'm having a little bit of difficulty finding people that are contributing to me. And I want to come forward in connections where I feel like I'm contributing to. Otherwise, it's a waste of both parties' time. You know, I could get into it, but I don't believe that there is such a thing as a waste of time because everything can be transformed into some kind of lesson in life. But um, I do believe that we can preserve time, which would could easily happen through being selective of who we invite into our lives. Um, and though it is really hard to avoid that heavy feeling of loneliness and feeling like you don't have people that support you or that, as I said in the beginning of the episode, make you feel like you're shining for, from witnessing you and your characteristics and who you are, um, it is important to sit with yourself and question, what does this person, what does this unloving connection generate for me? What is the nature of their presence and how do I feel around them? Settled, uneasy, elevated, um, sad, depressed. How do you feel around the person that you're speaking to? Um, I think that also sometimes we can replace just like addiction. Um, I mean, I guess, you know, certain most substances that people turn to when they are sad do make them feel temporarily good, but long-term wise and, and, um, at the end of the peak of the substance, for instance, there is that downfall of like, wow, here I am again. And, uh, 
the the reason I say that is like sometimes we replace something bad with something other some other thing that is also bad which would be in this case we're replacing the feeling of loneliness with the feeling of loneliness again there's someone who we can't connect with because of a barrier of not being able to be vulnerable or just some kind of unconscious resentment usually if we know that we had an unloving connection with somebody we hold unconscious resentment which is why it's important to create space and why it's important to not devote energy into the person because it's self depreciating, I guess. I hope that's the right term. Um, it, it makes you, your identity of self. I feel like anything that we partake in contributes to our identity of self. So if you know that you're someone who just allows in just anybody to be around you, even though they haven't I don't want to say earn their spot, but really people should earn their spot, especially if you're devoting excessive energy towards them. Um, Then you know that your dialogue in your mind is, okay, well, I invite whoever around me and there isn't much credentials or not credentials, but there isn't much uh, criteria that that they need in order to access me. But we should be very peculiar of who we let access us not because we're any better than anybody else or not because we're, um, you know, on some higher level, but because of the fact that we deserve conscious and intentional people who want to contribute to us. And if we know that the nature of a connection specifically previously unlovingly was unlovingly and there hasn't been evident change. People can talk about how they've changed. People can talk about what they've done different. People can present themselves differently. But as soon as you see people slipping back into that, uh, it's, it's important to sit with yourself and yes, express compassion, but you don't always need to be understanding towards everybody, especially when it's hindering you, which is something that uh, I see often is that People are a little too understanding of others to the point where they let their mistakes compile onto them. Um, and they let people just do these all these things that actually take tolls on them. Um, but because of their limitless potential of compassion, it's like, yeah, that's invited and that's okay. And then it limits the being from interacting with other beings who realize that okay, well, in order to be around this person, I do have to be a good person. I do have to contribute. And I do have to be genuine, authentic, and come forward in an intentional way. So the moral of the story is, um, in the case that we flee to previously unloving connections, a connection where you once shared, that you once shared with an individual who both of you or just one of you generated corruption to peace, to the peace of mind of either one of you, um, you feel an emptiness because you disregard your inner knowing that that person does not align with you. And loneliness is inevitable. At one point in our lives, we're all going to feel disconnection. We're all going to feel misunderstood. And if anything, you know, if we never had that, then we wouldn't really cherish connection. I know that when I had felt very disconnected from other people, I looked back on fond memories of connection and I felt very light It was like almost a bittersweet, like, oh, that's too bad that that's no longer persisting for me with these specific people, but also how beautiful that I ever got to experience that in the beginning to begin with. Um, 
loneliness will not persist forever. And there are countless ways and opportunities to connect. But what's important is sitting with yourself before you flee to a previously unloving connection and asking yourself how this will serve you and really, really honoring your answer to that. Because we can talk all we want about how things affect us, how things will um, ricochet back onto us. But what matters is how we actually come forward and what actions that we take. So hopefully you enjoyed the content on today's podcast episode. It would mean a lot if you can leave a review, a rating. Um, let me know your thoughts about the podcast. You can contact me at createmyheadspace at gmail.com. And I also have an Instagram where I often post um, just thought and uh, perspective life conversations for others to see. Thank you so much for tuning in to the podcast and I truly hope that you have a beautiful and light day ahead of you.